0: All right, and we're live here with Christoph. How you doing, buddy? Out in New Pretty Zealand. Good. Thank you, Kaylin. Nice. How's everything going out there?
1: Well, we got—we already got to Friday, so we're, we're always a bit ahead of you. So, doing oh, well,
0: that's you. right. We said it. We said it was Friday. I was like, no, it isn't. Wait, am I off? Because I—I <laughs> uh, yeah. frequently forget what day it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, wait, I thought it well, was. Must be 30. good to be you. <laughs> It's good for all to um uh, anyways so what's um what what so you're on the open source task force um yes, for I am. magento so that's interesting um how is that how's that going i know it's early i think you guys have just relatively recently started um getting into meetings and stuff and i don't know how much you can talk about or want to talk about but um no, I'm happy curious. to
1: talk about it. i think as you said, it's still early days, and I think there's still quite a lot of uh, things to catch up on, and equally, it's a lot of people involved, and I think we've just had our second second call, so we're just trying to establish some sort of cadence to what it is that we want to achieve, what is that we can achieve. Um, I feel it's the right people in the room, um, but it has also been quite some time that sort of this type of open discussion has happened, Obviously, with the pandemic over the last two years nearly, um, it put a full stop on, you know, like all these hallway tracks and having a beer together and trying to suss out some of those finer details of how open source could actually work. Um, so, yeah, I think this has come around to probably at the right time to sort of get this discussion rolling again and see see where we can take it.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um... You probably don't want to get into too much detail, I'd imagine, on what you guys have. I think I saw Vinay tweet a couple things, and and I think he said something to the effect that he can't really share too much about what went on, but, you know, kind of.
1: To to be honest, so far, nothing sort of too groundbreaking that hasn't been out in the open has been discussed either, as in like, even if you, I think the first call, you know, it was something like. 15 people. So even just doing introductions, that already takes up half the call. Each person only takes like two minutes. Right. So, you know, it. as I said, we're, we're early days in trying to um, establish how we can uh, work effectively together. Um, but out of the last, the next call, we sort of had, um, I guess, a presentation by Vinay, which is similar or probably a more cut down version to what he has already presented um, in Poland, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it, it's you know just bringing us all up to speed on the same um, same level. What I can say is that you know both sides are very um, very open to the process, and you know everyone wants the best for Magento Open Source. It's just a matter of trying to find out what those uh, what those areas are where we can work well together versus you know where maybe uh, the community needs to sort of do a loop by itself to sort of present something which is a bit more uh, polished because sometimes it's easier to show than tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, easier to show than tell. Oh, oh, I see what you mean, like actually get some stuff out there. Um, are you excited about it? Are you excited about what the task force can do and what might come of it? Yeah, I think, as I said,
1: you know, like the last two years, not quite, but it felt a bit of a lull, especially from New Zealand, I feel acutely the distance to the rest of the world. And, you know, like I usually had my, I don't know, yearly to two yearly fix to sort of come out to imagine and sort of feel like, hey, you know, there's this whole world of community out there. And uh, obviously I sort of did try to run like a local meetup, but that also sort of bit um, hindered in these days. So, um, yeah, seeing the community, the energy behind it, and there's obviously lots of smart people involved um so getting everyone together moving things forward i think it's exactly what magenta needed
0: right nice um do you so like you're an independent extension developer you've been around since the beginning um Basically. do you are you work like a lot of people are real worried about the current state of things. Is Adobe going to change everything to microservices or data? Da, da? Are you, um, are you worried about that? Are you like kind of just chugging along, doing your thing? Like what's your personal feeling? So in
1: terms of where we're at, I think there's obviously some things to be always concerned about because you're relying on a platform, right? As in like, as an extension developer, you know, if they said from one day to the next you know, we'll take it away. Then obviously that has huge repercussions for a business like mine, because that's the platform I build on top of. So I always have to think about it. But at this stage, I'm not too concerned. You know, people sort of feel um, sometimes things move faster than they can actually go. You know, like if we look at Magento, how it is today, you know, some of the things we are sort of dealing with, even with investment of development, Huge resources over ten years, right? That that still you can still see the remnants of Magenta One in there. <laughs> it's got kind of to so slow. So, yeah. <laughs> so. If someone says you know, like, "Well, we'll change it all up," it, it's not going to be quick. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's a bit overstated. And then counterbalance that with what uh, Adobe has set so far, and and I take their word for it. Um, as in, th- there are elements in there which will always be really relying for the commerce version to be built on top of what is currently the Magento framework, um, you know, like how they currently approach it to adding services on the side. I think that's sort of a model they, they will push quite a lot further. Yeah. So I think for the near term, that there's sort of not too um, too many things where I'm um, getting major red flags. Yeah, that made sense when um, I
0: saw. I think some of the some of the summary slides from the Connect meet, uh, the Connect event recently, where they said, "Hey, listen, like our deal is to insert these different SaaS services, whether it's recommendation algorithms or whatever, uh, you know, specific things that they're going to plug in." I was like, "Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense that that that, that they would just sort of continue to do that iteratively." Um,
1: I think sort of the the, the main issue at hand really is the front end and they're so like on one side, you sort of have, you know, like you have the existing Luma front end theme and that comes with issues. Yeah. But equally, you know, like then Adobe has come in and said, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do something new. We'll do something that's better. But that obviously is not a full replacement as of yet either. So that sort of leaves this halfway state, I suppose, where people feel like, yeah, where, where are we currently at and how does it go forward in the future? Yeah. But equally, you know, people would like to sort of, you know, like Hoover is the prime example of, you know, someone taking a, a pain point and making that easy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that all of a sudden is a complete new front end yeah. as well. Um, so, you know, like on the one hand, you said people, we want stable, we don't want to ever change, but at the same time, you sort of go, but it's not good enough. So, you know, that you, you can't necessarily um, bridge those two. And Adobe's approach has been well, here's PWS Studio that aligns with our vision, but it's completely different, right? As not you, you can't migrate from Luma to, to PWS Studio venue. Um Without major work, so yeah, um, I think that, that's probably the um, the main issue that I'm seeing where the community is again not aligned around one particular front end. But that has been going on for the last three five years. You know, yeah, like there's so so many different front end stacks which have popped up. So you know, like these days, you can't just say uh, if you built Magento, it's automatically a variation of Luma. And that's one of the strengths of Magento as well, right? Because like you, you don't have to, and there's so many different options out there which are hopefully more aligned with your capabilities, mm-hmm. which is, I think, sort of the main area really where, you know, work with what you got, not with what you wish what you had.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a weird analogy, but it makes me think, like in the U.S., like part of the... Um... Under like part of the, uh, the the governmental model is like it's supposed to be slow to make changes um, and that's why you have to have whatever certain types of consensus and things like that um, and which is like a feature you know that it's supposed <laughs> to be slow to make changes <laughs> so it's almost like it's almost like it's it's good that you know the Gento itself the core just kind of <laughs> doesn't change a lot and then community extensions can just build on top of it it's kind of I
1: think that that's very true as in on one hand you can say slow but on the other hand you can also say stable yeah so you know that always needs to be weighed up where you sort of go we want to go fast and and, you know you go fast in all these different directions but if you go slow and steady I know what merchants are going to pick
0: yeah yeah um you know, sometimes I get asked by people like related to my business, um, Commerce Hero. They'll say, "Like, how are things going? Or like, are, like, are people still hiring Magento developers? Or um, is the market shrinking and things like that?" And I'm kind of like, "Well, I'm sure. I mean, yes, like people are moving to other platforms. That's happening. But, but also, it's like people are still hiring Magento developers. I mean, it, it's kind of it's it, in a way." It's like I don't notice the difference, um, in a sense, because you know there's just still demand. There's just and, and and you know we have we're similar in the sense we have you know pretty small independent businesses, so we don't have to answer to a ton of people. We don't have to have insane growth goals or anything like that, uh, and can make a, you know a, a nice living. You know, keeping it simple. And so um, I'm curious for you, like with your business, is it like is it kind of just things are chugging along, you know, not like without major um, impacts? Or do you feel um, do you feel an impact from maybe elements of the ecosystem shrinking, or people moving to other platforms, or the move-up market to Adobe Commerce?
1: I think not so much. Anymore these days, as in, I think there was a period where certainly I got uh, questions around, you know, some of our extensions if we have built them on, on other platforms. Um, well, unfortunately to say, no, sorry, we, we are Magento specific because then that's our area of expertise. And, you know, at this point, we didn't have any plans to sort of support different platforms. But those questions have dried up. So these days, the most questions are around Magento 1 to Magento 2 migrations still. Um, so I haven't kept track of, you know, how many questions, but in terms of felt number of inquiries about different platforms that I feel that train has gone as in like the people that sort of moved, um, moved on, have done so. Um, and yeah, so there's still, I guess, a bunch of people who still have a migration to M2 in the works or maybe even planned and then i think that there will be people who who will stay on on magenta one forever and you know that's, right. that's their prerogative and they've sort of made a choice or they made an decision which is a choice in and of itself as in um just the other day um i came across actually two different sites which were still on php 7 uh, 5.4 okay. and you sort of go, okay, yeah, all right. You know, it's, it's a, it's a business choice. And, um, you know, that, that's where, where merchants are at. Yeah. You got to sort of figure out what you can and can't do for them. And, um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's how it's going to be with open source for, for quite some time.
0: Yeah, totally. Things can move sort of slowly. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's, that's cool. So like, so your business is do, like, you're, you're like chugging along and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort
1: of tracking along where I sort of would want to be as in last financial year, I think was our best ever. Um, so, you know, nice. can't, can't complain. There's always, um, people out there who need help. And, you know, like we obviously have bundled up my expertise in sort of small slices, which people can, access by buying an extension. And that's sort of uh, how we currently sit and the demand is still there. And every day I get emails and trying to help out people. And that's, that's what we do.
0: Living the dream, man. That's, that's awesome. Um, and what are, I know you have the PDF stuff. What are some of the extensions that you, that you deal with? Yeah, so we've, we've
1: done a little bit of a reject in terms of how we position ourselves when we did our new website and so yeah obviously a big part of what we do is around pdfs and uh, email attachments so that's sort of anything related to that area Um, you know people can come to me and ask me and sometimes the solution may be one of my extensions other times it may not but around pdfs and attachments that's what we've done quite a bit and then sort of the other pillar where we've done quite a bit uh, uh, to split it out a bit more modular with magenta 2 is around extra fees and surcharges so these days i think we have five different ways to to um, implement a surcharge you know based on payment method different product setup fees mm-hmm. uh, the most recent one is order fees where you know like if you go cross border and you want to add uh, a customs fee or gift wrapping or, or anything like that um, that's sort of the, the latest addition to the stable and the last areas roughly order management with particular focus on um, an integration with zero which is a accounting platform made in New Zealand but these days uh, they've sort of made it globally as well
0: nice nice hmm. so ah oh, the order management thing that's a big that's a big piece of functionality isn't it order order or you just sync over to to zero for people to Manage orders. And stuff. Yeah, so for
1: for the accounting platform, it's basically to have your sales and customer data sync over from from Magenta to uh, to
0: Zero, and okay.
1: like create like different entries for payments, so that your reconciliation in the end is uh, a bit easier, and that you have all the same customer invoice uh, information in your accounting platform. Right. But yeah, yeah was- we've been doing that one for ten plus years as well, and I think these days we've sort of. Nailed down the intricacies of the the ways text can be calculated correctly and incorrectly in so many different ways, and we sort of try to make the uh, the best uh, compromise to make sure that it's still adding all up with the constraints given.
0: <laughs> you probably dealt with some fun bugs in your day. <laughs> we still do to this day,
1: and you know I can uh, sort of s- drill down quite quickly these days to sort of say where where things may not be how they should be
0: yeah you've got a a finely tuned sense of intuition probably related to uh to debugging order totals and stuff Mm -hmm. that's cool Taxes. taxes taxes it's all about taxes it's all about taxes taxes and fees i um i was listening to this uh this podcast it was related to like bitcoin but the guy uh, was talking about how so many different things throughout history were related to taxes that you wouldn't realize were related to taxes, like all these sort of interesting kind of hidden stories of taxes, like like the the, the Great Wall of China. Um, which I, I don't know if this makes sense, but because I think it was put up to prevent like the Mongols from getting in. But anyway, the point of his story was the reason for the wall was so that people would all go in through one entrance so they could be taxed when they went in through the entrance and like all sorts of all sorts of crazy tax related stories. Um, yeah, got to keep the machine running, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, indeed. Um, that's cool. I thought of zero as like like a, like a tax accounting thing, not so much of an as an order management solution. Which I'm well, that, that was more
1: the, the category where I'm currently sort of saying the zero integration falls into. As an in, um, yeah, to, we, we have some other extensions where we can sort of you know bulk um, trade shipments and all that chess. And yeah, I suppose I sort of put it not as a separate category, but uh, you know, like you can map different workflows. So the latest one we can do is sort of create a create an order in uh, in Magento that automatically syncs back to zero and then if you tell in 0 we've received a bank payment, then it will automatically update Magento to say, yep, invoice created, and it sends off the, the email from, from Magento to end customer.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. So. Nice. Um... Yeah,
1: making things easier. Is- what we try to do
0: nice man um and and uh are you doing a lot of coding yourself these days still yep nice
1: so I, I do have yeah. one developer who's been working with me for for a few years now um and he he does most of the uh the longer term feature development and i usually go in with a let's say quicker turnaround to small feature requests uh, on a daily basis
0: nice nice yeah, I haven't been doing much coding lately, which well, I've started doing a little bit. Um, a little bit of JavaScript. You need a new project. You need I do. a new project. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I've been doing a, I've been doing some stuff with Airtable and uh it has this scripting language where you it's basically JavaScript and you can pipe data in and out. And I've been messing around with that last couple of days, so that's it's been fun. I, I think I've written like nine lines of code. Um, <laughs> so it's been fun make it count got to, yeah you gotta you gotta make it count um that's cool well and and uh extension developer network is something that you that you started it's as kind of a um uh an organization or a uh, what's the word for for all the different extension developers um uh what's the word i'm looking for a group
1: <laughs> yeah a, a group uh a forum a network Yeah. Know, a so just bringing to, together like-minded people to discuss what we uh, all can benefit from and, um, you know, share some some of those views and seeing what, what works for others. And um, yeah.
0: I think the word Creating I was looking a, for was like a cooperative.
1: <laughs> cooperative. Yeah. No, I think we're not quite there yet. As in probably <laughs> th- These days, association is, is a big word that's being used in lots you of places. You don't cooperate so. very much? We're not in association, but uh, maybe in... Um, in in the idea
0: it's. A, oh, are you back? Sorry. I think I lost you for a sec there.
1: Yeah, I'm asleep. Oh,
0: sorry. So you were, I lost you when you were saying you're not exactly a cooperative. <laughs>
1: no. So I think it's more <clears throat> a, a network is probably in the name, uh, just bringing like-minded people together. Nice. Um, these days, association is a big word that's been used. So, if we mm-hmm. if we were to make it official, it probably would end up being similar to an association. Right, um, right. But it's it, it's really just sort of getting people in the same room, trying to share what we can, and at uh, some you know in some areas, trying to provide merchants with a clearer idea of what all these different extension developers have in common. Um, you know what we stand for. And, right. So, yeah, I think it's been a good a, a little group. Um, I definitely felt it was needed at the time, um, especially with all the upheavals around uh, you know, different marketplace and new, um, new platform as it was. And we started at the time Magenta 2 was just in its infancy. Yeah. So that was obviously a tricky area to navigate. Um, but so sort of from those early days, so that sort of still remains to um, have that communication channel between like-minded people
0: nice nice and how, how is it uh how's it going is it still is it still you still pretty active with it
1: um I think the last half year I have to say I was um super busy sort of on this end so we haven't been able to put out as many events as we would have liked um but there's still sort of like daily channels uh channels which are active and cool. you know, we talk and uh catch up so yeah, well um I think as events ramp up again we'll um so sort of be a bit more visible um on those as well.
0: Nice. Nice. Um cool man. What what are you uh what are you most excited about right now when it comes to work in general? Um whatever's top of mind for you.
1: Um so in terms of work I think probably the, the most I'm excited about is, you know, being able to go back to in-person events. Right. Um, as in, that has been a long time in the making. And, you know, obviously in New Zealand, we're still slightly behind the world. So we sort of have hopefully what is our last lockdown. So the end date is possibly in four weeks. We'll, we'll see how we get oh, out wow. of it. That's cool. And then, you know, like once... Um, Once hopefully international borders are a bit more reliably open, um, you know, events will get scheduled and planned again. And we'll we'll see where where the first one uh, will be that uh, I can uh, easily participate from. Yeah. So that's probably the big one. Um, And, yeah, then we're sort of just, um, you know, slowly working on a few of um, some other ideas around our extensions and just making sure that uh, obviously the big – next big change is uh, php 8.1 as in you know that that introduces a bit of a cadence um, where every year you know like a new magenta uh, php version comes out then the magenta version compatible with it comes out so that sort of puts yeah. uh, the onus on us to sort of say yep we've uh, we've checked and crossed all the t's and dotted all the i's to make sure that that all works so Fine. um that that's coming up um, so we'll, we'll be doing that. And then we have a bit more, uh, work scheduled for our own, own website, again, sort of making it a bit easier to sort of, uh, integrate some of, uh, um, the, the ordering process and have a few ideas where we can uh, improve a few things.
0: Nice. Yeah. And on the, uh, on the, um, events thing, man, you must really be dying to, to get, to get going, get out, get to some events. I, I, um, I know a few people that I've, I've seen going to events, I've gone to a couple meetups, and um, and it's felt really good to just get out, you know, get back into that um, that swing of things. There
1: will still be some time away before it normalizes again, you know, yeah. like all the different countries have different rules and regulation, and still, you know, like what what's true one day is not necessarily true the next week, so... Yeah, I think it still will take some time for the world to, yeah. you know, figure out what is what we can and can't do. Yeah, but, yeah. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, well, we're on the upward trend.
0: Yeah. Have you been? How have you been doing with the, with the um, lockdowns and stuff? Have you been doing some some things to kind of stay sane and keep yourself sane in the midst of it? Stay busy. It been well busy
1: isn't is the problem isn't we we have two children at home uh, well these days one is back to daycare so that that's that's helpful but nice. yeah we, we try as a family to you know try to go for walks and have the beach down the road so it's always a good destination if it's not raining so
0: oh that's cool um, do you have good surfing over there by the way yes oh. depends
1: on uh, it, it depends a little bit how the wind and how the swell is but um, New Zealand where we are is not that wide so if you're prepared to drive about an hour then you have two coasts to choose from right and that's what as I, I'm not a surfing person but that's what I hear what people do is and they sort of get the surf report in the morning and then decide which side where to go uh, which coast to tackle and nice. um, yeah there, there's definitely different options
0: that's cool yeah I started. Surfing this last year, I went on a little trip and learned to surf. Was it Costa Rica? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but they would they would talk about places like Australia and I want to say New Zealand. I'm not entirely sure, but um, I, they I would... think
1: Australia is probably more well known. But yeah, yeah, I think you wouldn't be disappointed if you came to New Zealand and, and yeah, with you.
0: I well, I think it might be too. Too big for me because like the, the the waves I was used to were pretty, uh, they were very beginner friendly, and so uh, I get the sense that you know I'm sure it varies by where you are in New Zealand yeah. or Australia, but um, I, I get the sense it gets pretty gnarly out there. And then you got probably a ton of sharks out there too, right? Not where we are, as
1: in yes, they are. Like I think if we have a shark sighting. Uh, not quite as national news. Uh, Australia, they have a whole lot more, as in, you know, like, every, every, not, not all the major beaches will have shark nets around them in Australia. Yeah. But over here, we, we, we don't have that
0: right. you know, level of,
1: right. Ever so often you, you hear one and then they're close to the beach, And but it's, it's a real occurrence, maybe one to two
0: each summer. Or oh, okay. Not too bad. Yeah, there was um, yeah, when you're in the water and like like in Costa Rica, there's uh, there's crocodile or there's al- crocodiles, alligators. I can't remember which one. Crocodiles, I think. Anyways, um, but I only saw one, and it was far away, and it was like a baby one. But um, the, the place where I would normally surf, there was a like a river, like an estuary, a river that you know emptied into the ocean, and um, they would you know there was definitely crocodiles in the river. Like you could, you could take a tour of the river and see them. And I was like, why, Why? Well, I don't say, like, why would you want to see these things? I was trying my what's best it's, not to think about, you know, that's a good
1: way to learn not to fall off your board. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, yeah. But anyways, so, um, so you've been, you've been, uh, doing a lot of walks and stuff like that to to uh, yeah, I'm st- get out. still have
1: on my on my aspirational list to, to get back into to running now that uh, uh, we have a bit more sun hours in the day, but yeah. um, still uh, it's coming.
0: Yeah, I try to run, I you know, um, I try to run a little bit, but it, it's hard on my joints. It really is. Like, I just this week, I was like, I'm going to run in the morning and in the evening for like 20, 30 minutes. And I, and I did it like three days in a row, but my, my like ankle was progressively getting more and more sore. And, uh, I can just tell it was not, it's not like a good sore. It's not like a, when your muscles are sore, you know, and you can tell Mm. you're building strength. It's like the kind of sore that like, you're just, your ankles are just going to give out after a week or so, you know?
1: That that seems quite a, quite a rough start, though. And I think you might have overdone it a little bit if you just started running. Isn't if you? Yeah. I think if you did if you did three runs at 20 minutes a week. Yeah. I think that 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 probably would have been yeah. a bit easier easier on yourself and in, in your yeah and uh, your joints to, to get started. Um, but it's it's good to listen to what your body is saying.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, you have to. Like, I was just like, ah, oh, man, because my wife was looking at my steps, you know, in the um in the health in the health app. And it was like below 10,000. I was like, I got to do I got to get 10,000 a day. I'm just, you know, but yeah, I have to if I if I run for 15, 20 minutes once a day, um, you know, that that works for me, um, which is good because honestly, like I've lost 50 or 60 pounds and. And before that, like I, I, it was hard for me even to walk sometimes, like for for thirty minutes. Um, so yeah, it's, well, well it's done just then. been It's awesome, thanks. awesome progress. Yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, you just have to you just have to kind of take the progress gradually sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah,
1: it, it's a long game. That, that's it's know, a long game. I'm, it's trying to build the habits and trying to be able to stick with them. And, um, I usually sort of find for myself, I have to put myself in a, some sort of race or something to, to get me, get me up. That's what works for me. So yeah, that's what I need to do.
0: Yeah. We kind of have to trick ourselves into doing the things that we're supposed to do somehow. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like you got to do these commitment devices or something. You know? Well,
1: it's uh i guess the, the downside that comes with the job. You know, it, it's all computer-based, so you, you really have to figure out ways to uh, get out of it.
0: How to get out? How to get off the computer? Yeah. yeah. Do because um, you were talking about events, and I know there was the um, Magento Association Connect event. There's been there's been Adobe Developer Live. There's been different virtual events. I can't really do the virtual events, which I know is somewhat ironic because we're doing this podcast virtually. But <laughs> for for me, like a one-on-one conversation is different. Um, it 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 can somewhat closely approximate an in-person conversation for me, whereas a virtual event, it I don't know, it doesn't very closely approximate an in-person event for me. But um, but so I was just going to ask and, if if you've
1: no, I think that I think that's true for so many people, as not I think yeah. How I currently see virtual events, you know, they're good to sort of just keep sort of existing connections alive, Um, but it's not really good to sort of build new connections. Mm -hmm. As in, you know, like um, at an event, you know, we might be talking and you might know someone and then you pull them into the conversation and all of a sudden I speak to someone that is new to me. But how do we do this online here, right? As in, that's just not what's happening on the same level, the, these chance encounters which lead to new connections. Yeah. So I think that that's sort of the, the piece that is missing and it's hard to replicate. Sure, we can sort of do random, uh, random networking introductions and, and that's sort of quite fun and, uh, in and of itself. But yeah, the, I think the the deepness of a conversation and a relation that we can build uh, purely virtually is, is just not the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It would be neat if, if, if the virtual. I think, I think at some point somehow virtual events will take some sort of a format that will be more, um, conducive to really connecting and networking. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. Maybe it's VR or something like that. I don't. I don't know. The
1: the other part, which I think helps real events, is people make a real choice and effort to be there. Yeah. As in, you know, you, you take yourself out of your normal surroundings, out of your normal day to day. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you might have traveled, and all of a sudden, it's it's completely different. You're completely there. Because with a virtual event, you know, like someone could bust into the door and, uh, you know, like it's an emergency at home which needs to be dealt with or yeah. uh, the time you sort of hang up, you, you're not part of it anymore. So, you know, and everyone is taken out of their normal surroundings and I think that creates a different environment for people to, uh, to be in, yeah. which is really hard to replicate uh, virtually. Yeah, Sure, it's it's great that you don't have to travel, you know that, yeah. that makes it easier for lots of people to participate, and in a way, could be seen as more, more inclusive. Because you know, like not everyone is able to stamp up all the associated costs and even be able to, to leave home. So, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think that, um, that's, I guess, the bit which would be great if virtual events could yeah. get up to the level of what people get out of uh, in person meetings.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like at a virtual event, like you're there, but you're not really there. Exactly. You're not, you're not, you're not a hundred percent there. You know, what could be interesting is if like there was a, a place you could go, like, let's say there was a, a building I could go to nearby 15 minutes away that had some VR headsets or maybe it wasn't VR, whatever. Right. But you go to a separate place and then you connect to the event, but it's local to you. It's, it's a. It's a local thing. And so you're out of your house, you're out of your environment, you're completely like in the virtual conference. There's no not going to be any distractions or anything like that. Um, and then participate in that way. That that almost seems like it could be more of a, ha- you know, more yeah, of a that's happy just, medium. Um,
1: it's almost like a hybrid. Like and a hybrid. I'm, I think there's probably, yeah. some, there's probably something in it which could really make sense to, yeah, you know, like if there's an, you know, for us in New Zealand, if there's an overseas event, maybe we'll, we'll be able to, you know, schedule a meetup, which is uh, time aligned and where we get a bit of a video feed um, into think a certain you again, discussion didn't. room. Yeah, you know, it could, could be a good idea.
0: Oh, and you're back. <laughs> I think I lost you for a sec. C-
1: I was just saying, uh, having, having this hybrid model would actually be quite a neat idea you know, especially from New Zealand, for People in New Zealand. if it's overseas, yeah. you know, like it's a, it's a long trip and you know, like not a lot of people sort of are able to extract the value out of something like that. Yeah. So being able to schedule a local meetup uh, might be quite a neat idea, even for a couple of hours where, you know, you, you get a few people in the room here and you have a video feed to, to the big event and, you know, listening on maybe uh, a presentation and part of a death exchange. And then you sort of, uh, Disconnect and have a bit of a local discussion afterwards, and um, that way you can open up an existing event to yeah uh, a, a wider audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, that could be cool. Um, did you did you check out the MA Connect recently?
1: That one was too much during my night time. Oh. It started at <laughs> one or two a.m. Right. Um, so yeah, that uh, and then like for for the open tasks. Uh, open source task force that they're also in the middle of the night, oh, no. uh, but uh, you know, like for, for an hour, uh, that's okay. But uh, staying up six hours uh, in the middle of the night, uh, that unfortunately was not
0: possible. Oh yeah. That's brutal. That's brutal, man. Time zones. How many hours? How, so it's do some time zone math on the fly here. So it was eight, eight o'clock, it was eight o'clock your time to 2 PM my time. So you are about like right. ten. Yeah. You're like eighteen hours ahead, yeah, something seems like
1: that. Right. Okay. Usually to LA to go four hours ahead minus a day, and if you're in the middle of the states, that's yeah, six hours seems.
0: Okay. Seems mm-hmm. about right. Time zones, man. I want to make it out to New Zealand, though. It seems like a neat place. Yeah,
1: you're always welcome to to come and. Um, uh, as I said, I'm not a big surfer, but I'll, I'll, I'll send you the, the right direction. Okay.
0: All right. That sounds good. It's an invite. A lot of, um, at the moment,
1: at the moment, we're not letting you in, but, uh, you know, so... fast forward, hopefully, uh, into early next year, things will uh, be a bit more predictable. What, uh, what's possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully a lot of, um, a lot, of, I think I, I read this thing that, uh, a lot of like, um billionaires are buying like land in New Zealand. Did you read, did you read about that?
1: Yeah, we, we have a few. Yeah. Apparently.
0: Yeah. Like, cause it's a good, I don't know. It's like a good place to be if everything, <laughs> if everything goes to hell out here. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I'm not quite sure what, what, what they're thinking, but uh, I, I think it probably goes, New Zealand's not worth a nuke, so that's probably why you get here. I don't, I don't,
0: know. Yeah, yeah, it's on the list. It's on the list of places to it, visit.
1: It's a, it's a lovely country and has lots going for it, and especially if you if you like nature and you know being out and about, um, it's
0: a, a it's a good place to go. Do you do like some epic hiking out there? Like, is there like some? We nice... haven't
1: in a while, as in um, we've only just. Um, our little one will be turning two in December. Yeah. So um, big hikes have been a bit off the cards, but we're, we're hoping to...
0: Get him on one of uh, those backpack get that, jobbies, get him strapped into one of those little uh, backpack thingies.
1: Yeah, we, we, we have one, but uh not, not a big fan.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Uh,
1: we'll, we'll, get, we'll we'll give it another try, but, uh, um, but yeah, the, the hope is that uh, we're getting more and more into sort of longer ones than sort of take the the, the small footsteps.
0: Yeah. Oh, you must have such nice hiking out there though. I mean, yeah. it's got to be epic like pretty much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll send you a link sort of the most the most popular one day uh, trek. That's cool. Um it's in the middle middle of the North Island um, um almost too popular, but uh, no that one is a, a great one to um, nice get hyped up about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I went, I went, did a little bit of hiking yesterday. You know, we have some, yeah. we have some like lakes and some little hills out here. But you know, I mean, it's
1: well, all it, over the states. Though you know, there's some really amazing scenery as well.
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Colorado. I mean, there's yeah, but like it, but where I am, there's not like mountains, you know, we have some hills basically, but, uh, it gets the job done. You know, there's some nice lakes mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, I, lo- I like to, I love yeah, to hike. Like- so like, I, I'm just imagining hiking in New Zealand right now and I'm just like, dude, that'd be, that'd be great.
1: I still remember like years and years ago, Ben Marks came out and one of the other guys uh, was, uh, scheduled to take the dog out and it was just like come along and we went to, to the west coast and yeah that was uh, epic epic walk
0: nice what did you think about ben going to shopware did you have any thoughts on that
1: um yes i did it's uh <laughs> <laughs> i think hr at adobe didn't pay attention
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, that's that's possible. Yeah, that.
1: And it, it, it's it's obviously um, you know Ben is really good at what he does, and it's a huge loss to um, Adobe slash Magenta that he's no longer sort of with us. Uh, but probably you know that decision didn't come about in you know yeah. spur of the moment. So you know, like the the foundation. I haven't talked to him about this, so it's pure speculation. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. We can speculate. The the, the foundations, as in, I I felt like at the time of um, acquisition we had uh, Matt SA, you know, he was very vocal uh, in the early days and very welcoming in terms of... Yeah. You know, allaying all the fears of what uh, open source could mean for yeah. Adobe and Magento. <laughs> <is> gone. <laughs> and then three weeks later, you know, he was gone to to Amazon, and yeah. Um, so there was like, I think this moment in time where probably if things were going well, you know, for ben, that there could have been an opportunity which could have been catered for him. Right. Um, but I think that 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 didn't quite happen so obviously uh he, he was looking elsewhere and yeah good yeah. Good, good on shopware to to nab him um the what i would have hoped uh is that he would have been able to you know appoint a successor and sort of you know do introductions but again with the, a pandemic that's again hard to yeah uh hard to pull off as in a lot of what ben was doing was being everywhere in the world, every Every single event, yeah. You know, like that was, I would say, his superpower. Yeah. Um, but uh, with flights pretty much grounded and, and traveling restricted, um, that obviously wasn't possible at the time.
0: But anyways, um, well, that's probably a good good ending point. Um,
1: <laughs> so, has been has been good to see you and good good to catch
0: up. Yeah. And,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. That, The invitation is is always open as in, uh, we'll be in New Zealand and, uh, we, we, we like welcoming people. So, you know, whenever you drop by, it's, um, it's very likely you'll be landing in Auckland anyway. So that's fine. So.
0: Okay. uh, All right. Cool. Cool. Got a place to go. Um, awesome. Well, anything else you want to, you want to share here before we wrap up? Any, any links you want to share? Um, anything like that?
1: No, I think just for people, if they want to get in touch, uh, my Twitter handle, foodmannz. I'm happy to have a chat like this anytime to see what everyone is up to. Yeah, looking forward to connecting with more people.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Cool.